Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Man, what a time it is. We have a new CBA, which I'm sure you and I will analyze that at some point in the future once we actually get the official document. We got these crazy playoff races, but... Of course, instead, we have to do another ranking show. <laughs> but it has to be done before the end of the regular season because I view this in some ways as a prospective list. And much, of of course, depends on what happens in the playoffs. So without further ado, this will be the top 10 players in the NBA. And John joining me for his first attempt at this. What do you think of this whole thing? Uh, this will be at least the eighth best ranking show we do this year. At least. <laughs> but is it in the same tier as number seven? <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful we can get into like tier 1C with this. <laughs> yeah, so basically the conceit here is for those who are new to this, Danny and I, I've actually been doing this since 2014. And this has changed a lot. I say this every year it seems like but i feel like the level of overall talent at the very top of the league just continues to get better we'll see whether that's true maybe five years from now because i do feel like the crop of guys in the last like three or four years maybe doesn't have these kind of all-time level of talents but you know we're also getting victor women this year so maybe maybe he'll feature prominently in the future but this is it's just really interesting to do this and the the way we're doing it is we are pretending that right now is the start of a new season. Who would we most want to have with the goal of winning a championship for the regular season and playoffs that we're starting right now? If a guy is injured, which I don't think anybody actually is out with a really long-term injury right now, which is great, we would say, okay, what do they look like once they've recovered from this injury? Like last year, Kawhi, we still ranked him. We just tried to project where we thought he was going to be once he came back from the ACL two years ago. Same thing with KD. So that that's the conceit here. I wanted to ask you, John, before we get started, how did you delineate, if at all, between regular season value and playoff value in this exercise? So I made some attempts to delineate. It was really hard. I mean, we're talking, because especially, I mean, we are talking about freaking awesome players here, right? Virtually all of them have done things in huge moments in the postseason too. Uh, So that made it a real challenge. I guess some, some of them have... Their their postseason ceiling is more known maybe than others because we've seen them in the NBA Finals. There's a couple mm-hmm. who we who we haven't yet where you have to kind of project a little bit. 
So, but that was definitely that was definitely a factor. I mean, one, you want to make sure you win enough regular season games too. So, like durability was a factor for me in this. Yeah. But then postseason ceiling was kind of the other the other counterweight. Yeah, and also obviously you need to actually be healthy in the postseason as well, which is a a big part of this. But yeah, for me, it's really unless you're 1990 Michael Jordan, unless I've seen you dominate in a conference finals or a finals, it's really hard for me to have you at the very top of this list no matter what you do in the regular season, particularly now considering that the regular season and the postseason are more divorced than they've ever been. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I may, I may have made one exception in here, but I would say for the for the most part that is true. Yeah, well, I, I'm very interested to see where this works out. And I'll say this too for myself, that two things that I think are, are huge. Number one to me, the most important premium skill in the NBA is creating and making great shots for yourself and obviously creating great shots for others as well. Um, you know, I do think that defense matters. And I also think it matters the further up the positional spectrum that you go. But it's also, you know, there's maybe one or two of these guys that are going to be really buoyed by their defense into like a level way higher than they would be without that. Because you can, it's possible to find defense at other positions. You cannot find incredible, incredible offensive players. Yeah. Now, and as long as that guy doesn't also single-handedly sink your defense as well, then the value is just off the charts. Um, you ready to start? Anything else or any other like main uh, uh, or uh, nah, preconditions we need to put on this? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Number one, who you got? Wow. Okay. Just jumping right into it. So I had three players in my top tier. Interesting. My sort of 1A tier. I, I have three also. I'm fascinated to see whether they're the same three guys. The player I put at number one, I thought about this quite a bit. And went back and forth a few different times. Uh, Joel Embiid. Oh, baby. I feel like he's... There are some durability questions, but he has basically been as durable as as basically everyone else the last two years. Uh, his, I think his ceiling in a playoff series is is higher than virtually anyone's. Just his... Wow. His moments of dominance are just so overwhelming. And I, I mean... In terms of regular season value, I mean, I'd say it's probably three players who are roughly equivalent this year, right? Um, yeah. And I just think Embiid is a little more efficient than Giannis and a little tougher to match up against. And he forces teams to play players they might not otherwise want to play, um, which is which is something that a lot of these other guys don't do um, in, in terms of... The, so you always want to have size out there against Embiid, and he he just makes the game more difficult for a lot of opponents be, just because of that. So, I yeah, I went with I went with, and then the comparison with Jokic, uh, just defensively, I just think he's a little more stout and would be a little, you know, more functional in a playoff series. And I think honestly, we look at him differently maybe if Kawhi's four bouncer doesn't go in. Well, that to be fair, that that game was tied at the time. So there still would have been overtime. There still would have been overtime. But, yeah, that's true. Um, man, I mean, that. so that was back in 2019. I mean, this is, I have Joel way lower. I've got wow. him at five in the okay. second tier. Okay. Yeah, five in the second tier. Um, mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm, I think I maybe am inherently more conservative than you in this. Like, Joel Embiid has really never had a dominant playoff series. He's had a couple of moments, you know, maybe the, certainly not a dominant series after the first round. And, yeah, there's always been an issue, uh, but also there's always an issue, <laughs> right? And okay. so do I think that him having gotten a broken face twice is that – indicative of what he's going to be in the future maybe not but i do think him running out of gas might be indicative of what's going to happen in the playoffs you know i mean he's just had a lot of playoff failures uh, whether it's and he's had moments in some of those like i don't know that he's played awful but they've had a lot of playoff disappointments and his inability to perform at the same level as in the regular season is part of that even if you go back to that 2019 series he sucked in that series like there was an illness there was an injury but marcus Gasol also shut him down like they didn't by the end of that series they weren't throwing him the ball to create one-on-one because they had to run everything through jimmy butler because marcus Gasol was able to shut him down now he's a much better player now he might have been able to do a lot better um so that's that's one issue that i have you know i mean just watching him last year get taken completely out of the game by bam Adebayo fronting him in game six like that sticks with me and you know we haven't seen him at the absolute highest levels they've some of the teams that they've lost to like frankly haven't even been that great um and so that's a concern for me the the health is a little bit of a concern for me just because like he's out there but he hasn't been 100 percent, and the health has been the reason and then i would also say that defensively i think he's not a switch guy like he there are weaknesses there and i'm still even though i have fewer concerns about him holding up defensively than Jokic as you alluded to I still have concerns about him being able to guard guys who can come off the pick and roll and shoot the three or are really going to be genius level of players and then I and I just also just worry about his overall conditioning uh both from his athleticism and just being able like potentially wearing down as the playoffs go on so I acknowledge certainly that there's a scenario in which Joel Embiid is going to be the best player in the playoffs this year, but I haven't seen nearly enough from him. And I think there may be even other times in history where I would consider him the best, but I think there are just guys with way better resumes who have proven what they can do at the highest levels that have just earned this spot and have, haven't shown any indication that they're slowing down yet. Like guys that we know can do it. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and that would be the argument for the other, another player that I seriously considered for this, which was Giannis, um, just because he has had those moments in the postseason, obviously against Phoenix in the finals. That was maybe not the strongest playoff field a team has ever had to go through, but mm-hmm. he has he has had more moments of, of dominance in a in a playoff series. Uh, rel- relative to Embiid, I yeah. To to me, he actually showed more in last year's series against the Celtics, maybe than he did in the the uh, the playoff run in twenty one. Yeah, I I also want to make sure I'm I'm projecting forward and not just looking backward, though. Yeah. Um, so I I I understand Giannis's case. I just uh, I don't know. I. I feel like at times he's a little more uh, turnover prone and schemable with the right personnel just because of how he plays and how he can settle for the threes sometimes. So I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I made the wrong call there. I, did, I mean, Giannis at five can be a real weapon. There's more positional versatility with him than, say, Embiid. Uh, 
he imposes some hard lineup choices on other teams too. But I don't think yeah. they're quite as hard as with as with Embiid or uh, or maybe even Jokic. Uh, but I really like those those three guys have been the three best players in the league for the last four years in the regular season. And it was it was hard for me to push any of them down beyond the top tier. I just think they're they're the trinity right now. Maybe the postseason will show us otherwise, but I, I feel like that's my that's my baseline going into the postseason. Yeah, so so Giannis, uh, uh, Jokic, and Embiid being the three. That was yeah, that was my top tier. Yeah, I have Jokic number six. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but let, let's hold off on him for a second. I want to get to Giannis. Giannis was in my top group along with two other guys, and I'm okay. I still haven't fully decided. I think I'm going to go with Giannis number one. My biggest concern, though, about Giannis is the drop-off in his jump shooting and his free-throw shooting. And some might say, well, yeah, of course, like Chris Middleton was out. He had to bump the usage way up this year. That's why his efficiency is down. And largely, his playoff offenses just haven't been that great. And now part of that is that his team just never makes shots. You know, that's part of it. Um, But I also think he's just is not really a great half-court offensive weapon, and he's gotten worse. And then again, particularly if you have the personnel that's not just going to get completely overwhelmed by him physically, where in the regular season, you know, that's not necessarily the case. Now, that Celtics series, I thought he was unbelievable last year. And he was such a problem for them on defense as well. Where the, And he finally ran out of gas in the second half of that Game 7. But there were games early in that series where the Celtics were just terrified to shoot around the rim, even when he was playing at 5. The other thing I'll say about Giannis, though, is you have to build your team a certain way around him. Like, he can play some 5, but he's not going to play 5 all the time. You know, he's he can't guard Joel Embiid, for example, right? He probably can't right. guard Jokic. Um so you have to have a center around him, and how many Brook Lopez's are there in the league? Like, there's five or six of those guys. If you can't acquire one of those guys, and that's probably actually being charitable, frankly, there's, you know, Miles Turner, Brook Lopez, and, you know, who else can shoot the three and block shots? Um, so you're, if you don't have one of those guys, then maybe your team looks a little bit more like, you know, the Bucks looked in 2018, for, for example. And, you know, obviously they're a better coach now, and Giannis is a much better player, but you just you could run into fit issues on kind of your average team you know with the bucks the way they have built their group around him we know he could be really effective i'm not sure if he could be effective like on any team to the same type of level he has been since bud and brooke lopez got there yeah he he imposes certain constraints on your team building that that maybe other superstars don't yeah but he also i think is the best two-way force in the game you know i think he's significantly above Embiid. he's got more versatility because he's not the best switch guy but he's certainly good enough against most guys um so and and if you guaranteed me that he would be as good as he was last year i think he's a number one for me um i'm still though a little worried about the shooting and you know he's he hasn't had he's had some playoff failures also BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Let me give you my two other guys that I feel should okay. be in this group. And I honestly could go with any of these guys at number one. Okay. Um, you have to remember how Steph Curry played in the finals last year? Yeah, I I had him lower still for a couple of reasons. Uh, he he was he was on top of the mountain at the end of last year. Uh, but like if we if well, let me ask you this: if we did this ranking right after the finals would ov- was over, I mean, to me, it would have been either him or Giannis coin flip at right at that point. You wouldn't have seen it that way. Uh, I would have possibly seen it that way uh, because. I think at the moment the finals ended, the argument was much stronger that his regular season was the outlier. Yeah. But, well, but like, so, I mean, have you looked at his stats this year? Like, what's wrong with that? They're just, they're, they're not, they're not at the level of his prime, certainly. Um, and the other thing is, he hasn't played 70 games in a season since 2017. Like, he's, I had him, I had him in a tier with, three other guys who are like Curry getting into their thirties, mid thirties, maybe even late thirties with one guy having there um, more likely to miss games, not quite at the level they were in their, in their elite primes, still capable of being the best player in an individual series, just not quite as capable of carrying the mail for 110 games. Um, so that, that, that was where I put him. I ended up with him uh, sixth. Yeah, so I will say stuff. Sixty three out of seventy two games in twenty one. So that that was. I mean, that's the equivalent of playing seventy games. Okay, fair, fair enough. But but um, you know, yeah, he definitely has gotten a couple of these nagging injuries. He's going to get to you know fifty five games this year. Uh, but he's also always been healthy for the playoffs, just about in his career. Like he's managed to make it back. Um, and he's dropped off a little bit lately. Uh, so his numbers are slightly down in the last like two weeks. You know, through most of the season, he was like 67% true shooting on 31 usage. And yeah, his numbers are down because at least relative to the league, the difference with the league to is absolute prime. But I mean, I think people were saying, oh, Steph's at his best, Steph's at his best. And I was like, okay, that's that's ridiculous. It's not true. But, like, the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks had no defensive answers for him last year. And, like, you saw Dallas shut down a very good offense in Phoenix and a very good offense in Utah right before that. And then Boston was the best defense in the league. And they did no answers for Steph Curry. And, like, basically anyone that was trying to contain Steph Curry on the perimeter was just, like, getting blown by for layups and or they had to put two on the ball i mean they just there was the way that he was playing in last year's playoffs there was no defensive answer for him whatsoever and that's all occurring 30 feet from the basket like to me still i would say it's either him or Jokic as the best offensive playoff basketball player until proven otherwise and i've seen enough from steph this year statistically that i think to me, there hasn't been enough of a drop off for me to say, "Oh, he's going to be way worse than he was in the playoffs last year." And, to, and that player, to me, was a top two player. Okay, that's. Hmm. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm a little more skeptical just because his 
in the in his in the regular seasons he hasn't been that level of dominant over the much greater sample. And this is yeah. I, I mean I had him as my MVP through a month and a half of this season. Um, you know I, that wasn't a popular opinion because the Warriors weren't doing that well, but. Um, so and he has dropped off defensively this year. I, w- I will say that, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand that he's smaller, age thirty five. I mean, he had it was incredible what he did at thirty four. Now he's thirty five. You expect that there would be some drop off, and if he had the same numbers this year that he had in the regular season last year, I might agree with you. But he's shooting forty three percent from three on uh, over eleven attempts a game. It, like the the effect that he has on the defense to me is still there. Um, and, you know, he doesn't play a premium defensive position, but I think he showed enough in last year's playoffs that, like, he's going to be able to execute. He's not going to be this huge liability. You can put other guys around him in a way that you can't with, say, Jokic because Jokic is the center. You can't, like, back him up with a good defensive center. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this, that's fascinating. I still think that he just breaks defenses in a way that maybe only one other guy does. I I'm really interested to see in general what Golden State looks like in the postseason. <laughs> um, yeah. And <laughs> how much of this regular season is hangover and how much of it is just this is what they are now. Because, um, I mean, like even the year before they lost to, I mean, they lost in the Memphis in the play-in. Uh, so, you know, what? what is this team, <laughs> right? Like it's one of the, it's one of the big picture questions about this entire season. And I think it makes their guys... A little, you know, somewhat challenging to rank right now in this moment. Yeah. I mean, if you look at some of the, you know, all of the offensive advanced stats, like Steph Curry is still top four in the NBA in all those. So I'm really like, um, so I just, I just haven't seen enough of a drop off to say that he's not that guy. Right. Um, And then the, the other, again, the other reason I had this tier of guys um, is because I want I want to make sure my team gets a gets a bunch of regular season wins too. It gets a top three seed, yeah. which historically you need to do to win a championship. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's if you're going to wait that a little bit more, then yeah, I think you're at the point maybe where that's not you know, Steph's forte at this point. Like you do have to price in that he's going to miss you know, a 25 percent of the season at least, it, most likely. But that's that's a lot of other guys too. But I, I guess it's not necessarily like Giannis and B. Jokic. Have, yeah. yeah, half 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 my top ten is is prone to missing time. <laughs> so this was this was yeah. in, interesting putting this together and factoring that in. Should we talk about Jokic now? Since you brought sure. him up, sure. So he would he would be your number three. Is that right? Adam, I I had Jokic second and Giannis third. So Jokic ahead of Giannis. Yeah, I mean this is a fascinating postseason for that take. Uh, given that Denver will come in for the first time, really, with true expectations yeah. and possibly a challenging bracket. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to play Phoenix in the second round, probably. So, yeah, yeah that's going to be, I think that'll be a challenge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to me, like, Steph Curry was, uh, you know, beat. I mean, Jokic didn't have his guys, but I thought he certainly outplayed Jokic. And, yes, Steph Curry is not guarding Jokic at one end, but Jokic was responsible for guarding Steph Curry on the other end, and he just looked like completely hopeless for the entire series, basically. And like that was, you know, I'll put it this way, right? Like my hypothesis was that Nikola Jokic was going to be a major defensive liability in the playoffs, and we saw that as they lost in very easy fashion. Again, they didn't have their full guys offensively. I get that, but they lost in very easy fashion to a team that has a great pick and roll ball handler in. 
2021. And then they looked just as bad throughout most of the series against Steph Curry and Jordan Poole. Remember, Jordan Poole, you know, after three games, they're talking about Jordan Poole as like a future Hall of Famer going up against these guys. (laughs) Uh, You know, and so like Nikola Jokic going up against great pick and roll players looked awful just awful and i don't think his defense has gotten better this year and so your argument with him is well this guy's one of the greatest offensive players of all time he is he's the best regular season offensive player for sure i think he's the most i would say probably the most valuable offensive player or or the most valuable player overall in the regular season but it just and, and this even gets to Embiid a little bit too, but Embiid is at least is a good defensive center. Jokic, at least by playoff standards, is a bad defensive center. So I, but still, like we haven't again seen a center lead their team to a championship since Shaq. And these guys are really good centers, but there are reasons behind that. Like it's just you, the defensive versatility that uh, you need out of that position. Like those guys don't have it, and Jokic obviously doesn't in particular. So I'm just I still can't. Uh, can't get behind him because i have this theory which i'm not sure it's correct but it's certainly been borne out in the previous playoffs that he's been in that he just can't defend good pick and roll teams i think there are some things that they've figured out scheme wise i'm really interested obviously to see them in the playoffs too but i think schematically and talent wise this year they're they're in a better position to give him better help do more things like switch to blitz and and kind of at least minimize the situations that he's put in. Plus, he's, hey, he's great at kick. Do you get a point for a kickball? (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it just, I just don't like, like, you're just never going to have a two-way playoff team with him on it. And so, if what you have to do in every single series is just outscore teams, like, you're never, like, it's really hard for me to see how they win a series easily against a real team. Like, it's always going to be back and forth. Oh, did we hit our threes today? Maybe we didn't. All right, we just lost. Like, they don't have an alternative way to win games in the playoffs. And so, that just, that worries me. Like, I think it's just really, it could be done, certainly. Uh, but it's just really, really hard to win four series when you can't stop the other team. Well, if it can be done, this year's Western Conference is the place to do it, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the biggest reason why the West is down. Like, all these offenses are good. They just don't have – none of these teams have any defense. Um, KD also was in my top tier. So I had – Kind of this – yeah. I had KD right. right after Curry. Yeah, after Curry. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like – KD, real other than the injuries, like what is his flaw as a player right now? Injuries and maybe slightly less efficient than people think. And based on like in the in a playoff setting or uh, <laughs> let me, let me let me put it this way: he is he is an awesome creator for himself. Most of the other guys on this list are better creator for creators for others. Yeah, no, th- I think that's a reasonable criticism. Is like the Kevin Durant as your best player offense, as particularly in the regular season, is that getting to the absolute highest heights? I think he's actually gotten a lot better as a distributor, uh, and also the numbers with him and Kyrie on the floor offensively were always awesome in Brooklyn, whether they had Harden or not. But no, I, I could see that, and you can also say like he had a very poor series against the Celtics, who were uniquely equipped to defend him. But you know, he he wasn't amazing in that series, and so maybe. Maybe there's a feeling that he could be slowed down or just again you look at his age and he's getting to a point now where very few players have been able to dominate so i think the, those are all somewhat reasonable concerns but he also is having one of his best defensive years this year and 
you know, he still is extremely efficient. He can play on or off the ball. Um, you know, teams definitely freak out about him a lot. And he's, you know, I think in 2021, I would have had him as the best player. And outside of that one series against the Celtics, like I haven't really seen much reason to downgrade him again, other than just uh, the injuries. As long as he doesn't go through warmups, I think he'll, he'll be fine. <laughs> you, fig- you figured it out. That, yeah. I mean, I really want to get Denver Phoenix in that second round in the West. Yeah. That well, you might, be, you could get Golden State Denver too. That would be, <laughs> that's, that'd be, I mean, that would be interesting because it would tell us something about Phoenix too, probably. Um, yeah. I mean, you could get Lakers Denver in round two. Yeah. Anyway, let's, we're going to, if we Pelicans? start talking West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Minnesota still. All right. Um, so I guess the biggest thing too with KD to me is just the type of player that he is is the most valuable player. Like he can fit in any system or on any. But I mean the fact that we're the Suns are probably championship contenders with him having played like you know played six games or whatever it is with them or, or nine games. Six. And you're like, oh yeah, you just fit right into their team. Yeah. And it's like it's not like you know Chris Paul is like the easiest guy to just all right, I'm just going to show up and play with you, right? And they have like they have like a, a center who likes to post up and play pick and roll. Like he can fit in with anybody, he can defend with anybody. And so just that archetype of player, that big wing, I mean, that, those are the players that have driven championships the most over the years. And particularly when you consider it's a guy with his size and his shooting ability off the ball. I still think that that is just so valuable. And again, like I just don't think he's a guy who has really any kind of weakness. Maybe you could say physical strength if he's going to play power forward or obviously the the health issues. And so if you want to say, well, KD might be injured in the postseason and for part of the regular season. And so, you know, he's 80% of him versus 100% of Jokic. Like, what's that analysis? Like, I, I just, I generally prefer in this, the playoff ceiling and the guys who can proven, have proven they could do it in the playoffs. Because I think we've just, I, I guess this would be my thought on this too, as I've been doing this now for, since 2014, Giannis might be the only guy who really ended up surprising me at the absolute top levels where there have been, like, James. James Harden was a perfect example, right? There are guys who are like, oh man, James Harden, like he's on the same level as Steph. He's on the same level as KD. And I never saw that because he had these flaws in his game, particularly in the playoff. And he wasn't able to overcome them. And so I just like, I, maybe that's me not being willing to look ahead as much, but it's, I think this inherently conservative approach of going with the guys who have like the opposite of the Branch Ricky approach, right? Like I, I would rather be a year too late on a guy than a year too early on a guy. Because there's just so many guys like, oh, this guy is he's, what he's based on what he's done in the regular season. Like he's going to be one of the best players. It's like, no, like, they just fail in the playoffs. Like it, until you've proven you can do it at the absolute highest levels, I'm going to go with the guys who have already proven it. Yeah. Uh, like so, this uh, I mean, but my argument on these guys is because I mean, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James are going to fall into this too. I'm sure. Yeah, I, is, I got Kawhi ahead of Joel and Jokic as well. By the way. Okay. Yeah. So I like I. Although I need, in the same tier. Yeah. I I need to know I'm getting the 110 game player. I guess. And all right, 110 is a bit much. That would be four seven game series, two of which went to triple overtime. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that I I feel like when you get to Curry, Durant, Leonard, James, I, I had them all in the same tier. They are capable of being the best player in every single playoff series they enter, and that is huge, no doubt about it. Uh, but 
I, what playoff series are they getting me to? Right? Like having Kawhi on your team gets you the five seed because he's only playing 50 games, right? So now it, like it's it's just a much tougher way to end up winning anything. And history supports that. Uh, on Kawhi, I actually think that's a little harsh on Kawhi. I had the same conversation with Danny. And because Kawhi, I mean, first of all, he was coming off the ACL in the beginning. And clearly some of the shit that they've done has been ridiculous. This like, oh, he's not going to start playing until the middle of the second quarter. And he only plays the first half the other day. Like, okay, just like sit him out if that if you're going to do that shit. But like since, since Kawhi came back from the ankle injury in the beginning of December, he's not missed more than one game in a row the entire way. So he's actually, I, I mean, I think, you know, you're going to get an ankle sprain here and there. Like everyone's probably going to do that in this day and age. But I don't know that it's fair to say he's going to play 50 like i think it's fair to say he's gonna be like 65 but I, I think he actually and he hasn't really had and part of that's because they've managed him but he really only he had the acl which you know i think it, now that's not something you necessarily expect is just going to recur for a guy and then he had that quad thing back in 2018 but i, I think i agree there's like a certain fragility to it and he's probably not going to play back-to-backs but I do think that he it's getting a little bit it's got a little bit too far the narrative on that. Um, what do you think though of how Kawhi's playing right? Now? He's been he's been really good. Um, he's like he's making threes. He's like defensively. I don't know if I feel him quite as much, um, but offensively, yeah, I mean he's pretty much been that guy. Yeah, and I th- I think like for example. I have KD above him defensively now, whereas I think Kawhi would have been above KD defensively a couple of years ago. Like, I don't know if he's capable of going out there and, like, also guarding Luke Doncich. And I also don't think he's really that good at switching on to smaller players anymore. Like, I think the quickest point guards are going to blow by him at this point in time. But, yeah, I mean, he's been really, really good this year. And, you know, if you look at the impact metrics, like, and how they've played with him on the floor, you know, he's, all those show him as kind of top five, six player, and that's in the regular season. And, uh, you know, I know he's coming off the turn ACL. I know he's two years older. But the level he was playing at in 21 when he got hurt, you know, that was a top two level player. And, again, it's just the the fit issues with him. Like, he can shoot. He can play on or off the ball. Uh, I don't think quite as well as Kobe, I actually. I actually well. think yeah. there is a little bit of more of a fit issue with Kawhi. Okay. Because he like he does pound it. Like yeah. they can he, get he's a it can get clunky. Slow. Yeah, slower decision making. Like he's not like flying off screens. Like he's not. He, he's slowing down your offensive pace in the half court. I, I'm I'm open to that idea for sure. Um, but yeah, so much of it is just about what he is as a player compared to Joel and Jokic. And I mean, and I had him in the same group as them because I, I'm not sure exactly what level he's at right now. Uh, yeah. The pre-injury Kawhi, I would have had clearly in this top group. Um, so, but yeah, again, just I, I think that that wing that just has fewer weaknesses just makes your team building easier. That just causes so many problems for the other team when they don't have a guy who can guard that guy. Um, you know, I think like Kawhi isn't, doesn't mess up your defense as much as like a Steph Curry does. You know, like if Kawhi is going up against Jokic and the Nuggets have dominated the Clippers, maybe in part because of this, you know, he's not like, oh man, pick and roll with Kawhi. Like you got to just trap him at the three point line or he's just going to bust a three on us. You know, he's definitely a, just a more deliberate kind of approach. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last time we saw him healthy in the playoffs, I mean, it was just it was unbelievable. What he's doing that Dallas series, right? In, in yeah, 20, yeah, which was an awesome. I mean, one that, of the best first round series. Yeah. 
uh, of the last several yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, that game six he played in Dallas was like one of the great playoff games that anyone has ever played. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so who's next on your list that we so talked about? So I had... My tier 1A was Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. My tier mm-hmm. 1B, I had two guys. Um, younger cohort, neither of them has won a title. Uh, I had Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic. I had Doncic in the group with Kawhi, Embiid, and Jokic. So I, I had Doncic number seven. A year ago, uh, I had Doncic above Embiid and Jokic just because it's easier to get him the ball i think uh, offensively and then defensively he's not great on defense but he's also a guy that you can build a defense around although i i've come around to the idea that that might be a little bit harder just because of his size and that you really almost have to play him at the four defensively and that that's that's a pretty important defensive position um but i have him a little bit lower maybe more just due to the conditioning the personality concerns that have emerged this year the idea that he's just so ball dominant that he might be really hard to play with but i mean i think also if you go back to what he did in the playoffs like would you agree with me that he's had he's been better in the playoffs than Jokic and Embiid overall yeah, if you look at the last three seasons, I mean, he was he was really good in the playoffs last year. Obviously, that you know he smoked Phoenix in that in that game seven. He was great against the Clippers in the first round in twenty one. Um, even had a really good series in in twenty in his first playoff series. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah I would I would agree with that. I think that's that's one of the reasons I put him as high as I did is because he has this this history of being a playoff cheat code a little bit offensively, and so. I weigh that against the fact that not a great defender and can be uh, maybe not the easiest teammate at times. Mercurial. Mercurial. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, So weighing all that, yeah, that was tough. Like it was tough for me doing Tatum against Doncic where Doncic's offensive ceiling I think is higher, but Tatum's offensive ceiling is still really high. Tatum shoots better. And Tatum's a better defender, uh, and Tatum's been more durable too. Doncic low key yeah. has been, you know, he's actually missed a lot of games the last couple of years. Yeah, and I think he's kind of run out of gas this year. I mean, certainly much of the stain of this miserable Dallas season has to fall on him. I and mean, certainly the best player gets a lot of blame when things go wrong, sometimes unfairly. In this case, I think it maybe is fairly, um, just with his ball dominant style and that he's run out of gas and i mean they're just i think we we talked about this 
I want to say it was last week about that you just have to kind of price in with him that there have been these teammate issues and you know I think he's not a, an amazing leader at this point in time but I think you still I think he's had better playoff runs than Embiid and Jokic and so I I would I, there, I think there's the reason I have in the same tier as those guys I think there's there is a reasonable argument that he's better than those guys mm-hmm. um Tatum is fascinating to me and because i just don't think he's as in the same class of player as most of these guys certainly not offensively like he is the first one of these guys you would look at and be like yeah you know what i don't think that that guy fits your profile of the best offensive player on a championship team where i think you can get into that i mean even just based on what he does in the regular season like he just mm-hmm. there you he doesn't have that feeling of being unstoppable like he's had great games obviously like that 46 point game and you know, one of the best playoff games in celtics history in game six against milwaukee like he's had some great games and moments but i think it's just he gets shut down too much like he's just not able to beat his man one-on-one well enough against good defenders right like like he's going up against andrew wiggins and he like can't really even get a shot off against andrew wiggins in the in the finals right and all right yeah he's tired whatever but still i think he's still would be best as a second banana but he's just so fucking solid in every way including a health standpoint that i almost want to put him here and you know he he's he could potentially be the best number two in basketball but he's maybe a little miscast to number one but obviously can still fill that role too yeah i i'm starting to wonder if i put him too high like he just doesn't feel that way on a, on a night-to-night basis offensively what did you have him at because i i had him i had tatum four Doncic five which i'm already like revising in my head um yeah, I, I mean, I I, 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 just, I don't see how you can count yeah, I, watching last year's finals and putting Jason Tatum ahead of Steph Curry. Like, that's just, I, I, I that's one what I really would have to chafe at, I think. My, yeah, yeah I think I might have him too high. He's, he's just, he's, you go through his playoff history, he's just never really been that guy. Um, and pretty much everyone else we've discussed yeah, has and even even Joel and even yeah. in well, I I think Jason Tatum has been better in the playoffs than Joel and B. I think that's well, you could, pretty clear. You could make that argument. I also think he hasn't been anywhere near as dominant in a regular season. I think there may be. Yeah. I think I maybe gave a little too much Celtics halo there. Um, <laughs> I all right. This this is the first one where I'm gonna where I think I'm gonna correct myself here. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Luca by himself in this one B, and I think I'm gonna slide Tatum down uh, toward the back end of this list. Yeah, I mean, again, I I just watching last year's playoffs between Luca and Steph Curry, and especially if you throw in like the leadership component, the experience component, like Steph Curry just kicked Luca's ass last year, and like I don't think that they're like that different of players now. Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I think I'm still comfortable keeping Luca ahead of Steph. I think I know I'm going to get more from him in the regular season. I know what he, I know he's been capable of awesome stuff in the in the postseason. So is Steph, obviously. Um, I, I think how, I was, how much of your 
I mean, and again, I don't think there's like a wrong way to do this, but by any means, I mean, I because for me, I'm like, well, the number one thing is like, I want to win the championship at the end of the season. And like, yeah, being good in the regular season kind of helps you to that. But if you don't perform in the playoffs, you're, you, you're not going to get there. But how much of your perspective do you think is informed by just being with the team on a day-to-day basis and just kind of knowing what it's like in the regular season when you just don't have your guys? Uh, I You know, I don't actually know if that... <laughs> weighed into it that much because it, we basically we only had two types of seasons in Memphis. We had seasons where everyone <laughs> we had seasons where everyone was healthy or we had seasons where we knew almost right away that like like the year Mike Conley was, you know, Mike Conley played like 10 games for us. It like we we didn't really have a game have a year where somebody played somebody who really mad I guess Tony Allen would be the one guy who he would he would play like 55 or whatever. Um, but the other guys, Zach, Mike, and Mark, would be in the 70s every year. So, like, it, there was never really that thing where where it was like, oh, he's, God, he's out again? <laughs> like, come on. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I never, I never really went through it with, like, a guy like, with a guy like that who was just like, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but I, I th- thankfully, I never really went on that ride. So, what are we at now for you? We're uh, we, this so is our, we've discussed we have the same top eight. So we've discussed seven players, I think, and that oh no, Tatum makes eight. Um, yeah, well, so we haven't gotten into LeBron yet. You have him in the same group as Steph and Kawhi and KD. Correct. Yes. So I have James as the as the last member of that group. Yeah, I had James a, a group down. I think I would actually say that my injury concerns with him are now, and particularly considering his age, like I think at at his age, I'm more willing to think that Father Time is going to have a greater effect over the next year than even Steph or KD's age. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of it. I actually think that LeBron is the bigger injury risk, the biggest injury risk of those four kind of geriatric guys. Um, So that's part of this. Like, I actually don't... Like, all all of these other guys, except for Kawhi hurting himself, like, they've actually been there in the playoffs in the end. Like, like Steph and KD, at least, you know, are healthy in the playoffs usually. You know, LeBron, that he's just missed a lot of time at key times. And then the second part of it is, I'm just... I'm not sure that he's at the same level as, like, Steph and KD anymore. Like, you, you said that LeBron is capable of being the best player in a playoff series against, like, any of these other guys. I... I think it's possible, but I don't, I just don't have quite that same level of faith. Like, I think just watching him, his jumper is a little bulky. Like, he's not really able to beat guys one on one on the perimeter anymore. Certainly, he can get in the post. His brain is still one of the best, if not the best, in the NBA. Um, You know, he can't really bring it at a really high level defensively throughout an entire game or and we haven't seen him in a seven game series since 21 and he wasn't good in that he wasn't was not that that is probably the biggest the biggest one hanging out there because in the in the playoffs in the bubble he was great um yeah Yeah. but that was now three years ago and i think to me he hasn't played at the same level since then um maybe he did during the 21 season but basically since he got the high ankle sprain i don't think he's been quite at the same level and i mean again he's going into the playoffs now with this injury like he's he looks good for a guy who's injured but he's clearly not 100 percent right now like there's just yeah. been too many nagging things adding up to where he basically i mean i think he he hasn't finished any of the last three seasons healthy now 
And then I also just have a few concerns about like his one-on-one scoring ability at this point. So that's why I had him just a group below. I, I'm fully open to the idea that I might end up with egg on my face, but just my best guess for where he is based on what I've seen the last three years is just a little bit below Steph and, and KD. Provocative question. Yeah. Should he be the highest ranked Laker? <sighs> yeah, I think so. Still, AD is really inconsistent. Often. Right? it's like when he feels he's another health guy right like when he feels good he is awesome right well but you just don't know yeah you just don't know what you're gonna get night to night like every time he falls down he's like the tin man getting back up right like yeah no and you also he's a dependent player mostly on offense now like he hit the demise of his jump shot like he's not really a guy you can go to to create offense he's one of the best role men ever and like the amount of usage that he gets as a dependent guy is pretty impressive but he also is still a dependent player and all all the rest of these guys are guys that you just give the ball to yeah yeah which um, is yeah which is harder because you you can only have one role guy out there right so it does it does put constraints on you but unless you're yeah, the atlanta does. hawks yeah. and you play two of them and tell one to pretend <laughs> to be a three-point shooter with his mangled finger but i digress <laughs> yeah and ad like I, you know where he was in the bubble i think i ranked him you know in the top five at that point i also oh, yeah. don't think his defensive versatility is at the same level that it was in terms of his mobility so you throw all that in with the health and like he's having monster games and monster stretches but i just i can't like i have him down another group below this next group that i have Le- lebron in in the 9 to 12 group okay i'm it- i'm interested to hear what this looks like so who do you have? Who do you have at eight? That's Tatum. Okay, all right. So I've I've Tatum, and I have, I'm on the border of do I have Tatum at the bottom of the Kawhi and Bead Jokic Doncic group, or do I have him in this next group with LeBron, and then the three other guys I have ten through twelve are Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, and Jimmy Butler. Interesting. Uh, I had. I, so these these were the some of the names I struggled with too. I I don't think Devin Booker is quite as good as these other two guys. Um, these other two guys being uh, Lillard and Butler. Uh, interesting. Lillard to me is the one guy who has an argument against Jokic or Steph is like this is the best offensive player in the league. Like even in a playoff series, maybe um, the. The only way teams have beaten him in the playoffs is by going full on kitchen sink, right? Yeah, I think he he is he's had incredible moments, but I also think he has been kind of inconsistent in the playoffs too. Um, you know, like that game six against Denver, right? He has the fifty five point game. It's a it's a religious experience, but they lose. And then he went out pretty meekly in the next game against a Denver team that wasn't a great defense. And yeah. uh, e- even in 19, I mean, this is a while ago, but if we're talking about the resume, you know, it wasn't him. It was CJ at the end of that Denver series. And then Lillard did not have a great series against Steph Curry after that. And, you know, Lillard got, I mean, you mentioned Kitchen Sink. I assume you're thinking of that 2020 series, the Lakers, yeah, um, which was a great, great defense. But yeah, I just, I'm not sure that Lillard's 
playoff resume and then of course we haven't seen it in 22 or 23 is quite as like i mean the numbers this year were unbelievable and he's the advanced metrics like him as much offensively this year as as Jokic. you know so top five offensive player in basketball blazers are scoring like a buck 20 per 100 with this bullshit team with him on the floor like i'm very much into that uh but yeah it's more just that he doesn't quite have the resume in the playoffs even i would say of Jokic. He has what Lillard has the resume of big shots in the playoffs, right? Like he's made, he's made two walk off three pointers to win series. Big shots, like big games. Like he was fantastic in that OKC series in 19 also Uh, like indelible moments over and over again, but also just hasn't had like other than maybe one series, like a really dominant overall series. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, and I, I mean, also, like, if you're that good, you would make it to more than one conference finals and have won a conference finals game in your career. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he has no defensive value definitely, <laughs> you know, has to be part of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. My number 10 is Jimmy Butler. I, I think he's the most underrated player in the league. I think it is absolutely fucking ridiculous that he got left off the all-star team. Um... I think he's a really good defender. I think he's a very canny offensive player. I think he's basically dragged this Miami Heat team over 500, even though the rest of their roster is crap. Um, I I just think he's a, a wonderful player. He's going to miss games every year. Um, not quite as many as maybe some of these other guys, but he definitely misses games every year. Uh, and not always a guy who... Like, one of the reasons I didn't have Jokic at number one over Embiid, and I think Butler is a little like this too, not quite a bull-by-the-horns guy offensively where he's going to yeah. um, where, where create so many shots on his own that you just have to deal with him. Like, he's had moments like that, and definitely he's had amazing moments in the playoffs. Like, playoff Jimmy Butler but, has but, been But those freaking- moments never feel sustainable, do they? <laughs> right? Mean, yeah. They happen they happen more often than you think that they would. Yeah. But it also always feels like an aberration somehow when it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz it's like he gets really hot with the jumper and it, that's just not his game. Like yeah. you can, I don't think you can just rely on him to like go crazy shooting jump shots even if he's had moments where he's risen to the occasion with that. Yeah. On the other hand, like him outplaying Giannis in the bubble is like a thing that actually happened. Um and Last year, he had a PER of 30 in the playoffs. Like, that's amazing. Like, that... Um, so, there, yeah. there now is Now, he also this, basically, like, didn't play in two games of that Celtics series. Yeah, that's, like, he's... <laughs> so, that's the other yeah. part of it. Exactly. 
He's going to. And there is a specific injury with him where it seems like just due to. Yeah, like his. his back, yeah, yeah, yeah. His knee it's is definitely. Knee, yeah. You know, like that's yeah. the specific thing where it's like he could act up at any time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so a little bit of a tough call there, but ultimately I think, I think I'm, I think I would ride with him. Yeah. I think like Butler, there's just a lot of, like, of course he's not this traditional guy. He's not all the time a guy that you're throwing the ball to either defensive value, a lot higher than a lot of guys on this list for sure. I think I have three big concerns about him offensively. Number one is the lack of shooting. Like that is something that has hurt them. Yes. Right. Like if they, if they play the Bucks, like the Bucks have like seemed to have kind of figured him out at this mm-hmm. point after that. And now, of course, he plays with Bam too. But it's just to have, I mean, he, and he wants to play small forward basically. To have a small forward who's taking like one three per 36 minutes, like that's just not enough. It makes things really difficult to build around. And yes, you know what? Like part of why the Miami Heat have struggled this year is because they can't hit a three point shot. And you might say, hey, like the guy that Jimmy Butler is passing it to is not making the shots that he's setting up. All right, that's fair. Like a lot of these guys are shooting poorly. But if you're going to play Butler, you're probably going to have a center on your team who's not going to shoot threes. And now you just need so much shooting out of those other three positions to have an elite offense like it does make things tough to build your team yeah 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 the, like miami especially having butler and bam they do operate within a lot of roster constraints at the other spots because there's because everybody else has to be a shooter or they can't function um another thing i don't like about him as much and this is actually something we probably should have talked about with joel too is i don't like guys who are reliant on getting to the free throw line to be efficient in the playoffs much i know jimmy's had some amazing playoff performances and i do think that he's not he's not quite as reliant on like oh yeah i'm gonna just rip through and get you you know those type of fouls like he has a way of foul drawing that's a little bit more not just oh this is purely a trick even though he obviously is a flopper and he has there is an art to what he's doing but it's it's kind of more related to making an actual basketball move than what some of these guys do but i just i I think that like it's just you don't want to be reliant on the referees having to blow their whistle to be effective in the playoffs like i think we've seen guys like that particularly when it's like you know all right if it's Shaq, that's one thing if it's Giannis, that's one thing but if it's like one of these kind of trick guys ames j arden hay (laughs) uh trey young uh, yeah (laughs) so yeah sorry sorry i didn't get to the pig latin on that one but (laughs) Yeah, so that's that, and I, Butler's like not quite in that mold, but still like free throw. Like if he, like I want guys who can put the ball in the basket from the field. That and so that that makes me lower him a little bit. But uh, I'm curious why you don't see Devin Booker at the same level as I, I, Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler. I don't think he's been that great in the playoffs, and I think his regular seasons have been really good, really solid, uh, but like not awesome. So I'm. I, I I guess I I just had I just had him a notch lower. Yeah, like what's his what's his case for being ahead of Donovan Mitchell even? Um, more size, more defense. Not a shooting guard in a point guard's body. Um, you know I don't think he's ever had a playoff series that was as bad as like what Donovan Mitchell had against the Mavs last year. Um, I think he's 
I mean, he was the biggest reason why Phoenix got to the finals in 21. And again, I realized they had an easier road, but, you know, Devin Booker also went out and, you know, scored what, like 20 points in the first quarter against the Lakers in a game six that in the series that, yeah, AD was out, but they weren't favored to win that series. Like he's had some pretty impressive moments. I think there's just a little bit more resilience uh to his scoring style like he can play off the ball to me better than donovan mitchell like he can come off his screens he can like hurt guys in the post who don't have the size to deal with him he can rise up for mid-range i think he's a little bit better of a distributor than donovan mitchell and i think he just gives you more size and toughness defensively so that that's why i have him in a group above mitchell so I, I guess that's that the big and also like if you look at what Phoenix was doing offensively this year when he was on the floor, it was very, very good for a team that was like pretty thin a lot of this year before KD got there. Like they're still like 120 when he's on the floor yeah. uh, this year. So I was I think he's actually had a very underrated season and he's also been fantastic since he came back uh, basically since the All-Star break too. So I think he's on the come and just I, I also like his fit next to other players more when we're starting to get into this range of a guy who's probably not the best player on a championship team then i start to look like how well do you would you play with a potential number one i think we're about to see it's going to work really well uh with kd now or yeah, Chris Paul for for uh, Chris Paul. I don't think I think Devin Booker is better than Chris Paul, but mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul, you know, had the ball the way a number one would have the ball, and Booker was able to play off of that. Yeah, it's interesting with Booker. Um, not quite as high a usage guy as you might think. Not as good a three point shooter as you might think. Uh, but yeah, but always going to get guarded out of there. Like teams really yeah. respect him. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, did I convince I, you at all? Or are you you still? You, you can, who you who can, do you have above you can, him? You convinced me that he should be ahead of Mitchell. Um, yeah. All right. Good. I mean, Mitchell. <laughs> M- M- Mitchell's interesting because his a lot of his stuff is so usage driven, uh, especially in the postseason. Like I'm interested to see what it, what this looks like with Cleveland. Yeah. Versus what it was with with Utah. I think he's cert- certainly a much more willing three point shooter than Booker. I d- I don't know if you had them take 10,000 in a lab if he'd make any more, but he definitely has a better, uh, but I don't know if you'd even say a better shot profile necessarily. Like uh, they both take a lot of tough twos. Yeah. No, too. I, I know what you but, mean. Yeah. Like he, he's going to bomb threes off the dribble in a way that Booker isn't necessarily, but I, I do, I think I would, I trust Booker to score against the best defenders, maybe a little bit more than I do Donovan Mitchell. I, I, Think I might agree. Like I had Booker ahead of Mitchell too. I just, I, it was, it was really close to me. Um, and as as we talk this out, yeah, I think I think I think Booker should be ahead there. But I also don't think he's in this tier above. Like, yeah, I could see that. I, I think that's reasonable as just kind of more of a like it, he superficially has more similarities with some of the really good guards below him. But you know, I, I'm not sure that like Dame has so much better of an argument above booker especially when you throw in booker's superior defense uh, i don't know i think i think in the in the regular season i think i think dame has a better chance of of lifting me to elite offense than booker does i mean yeah I, well dame you'd say he had less talent around him but basically suns with booker on blazers with dame on the same this year offensively yeah i don't know i i thought lillard was ridiculous this year i i i I mean, me, I me too. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't get there on Booker. So, yeah. No, I understand that. I think, but also, it just 
like Dame, I think Booker being a better number two than Dame at this point is something that does that does resonate with me because I don't think either of these guys is going to be your best player and you're going to win a championship. So, hmm. so who else do we need to talk about in this group? I, I think you may so. Yeah, like there is kind of something different about LeBron than LeBron and Butler just due to the position they play compared to Booker and Dame. So I, I might, I could kind of understand maybe there being a separation between those. So who's next uh, on your group that we haven't discussed yet? You, got, I guess you got Mitchell in this next group. Yeah, and then the two other guys who are there, getting a little more speculative now because we really haven't seen these guys in, in the biggest moments that much. Uh, Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, and John Morant. Yeah, I actually have Shea above Donovan Mitchell. I think that's that's a completely yeah that that's a, a more than defensible argument. I think. I mean, we we just we don't know what Shea is in the postseason yet, and I don't think we're going to find out much this year either. But yeah. my God, what a year! Right? Yeah, and I think like Mitchell's playoff resume isn't so good that I'm like, oh well, Shea could never beat this. Like, you can't, <laughs> like right? Mitchell has proven so much. Like he, Mitchell's had some good moments. He's had some bad moments. Like, and I just think that Shea's profile as just a more unstoppable isolation guy, more size, and then you know, really being a plus as like a, a help defender at the guard position in a way that Mitchell wouldn't be even someone like Booker probably wouldn't be like he's gotten stronger too. Shea has so I, I think I would definitely have Shea above Donovan Mitchell is there anyone else that's like kind of in this range for you uh I think a- I AD think, is around here for you yeah yeah so I I had AD between Lillard and Booker. Okay. That's about where I had him too. I mean, I mean, I had my nine through 12, which was LeBron, Booker, Lillard, and Butler. And then my next group was AD, Shea, and I actually have Paul George in this group too. Okay. Again, the thought, just the position that he plays is so valuable. And, you know, a guy who doesn't really have many weaknesses, definitely not a number one offensively. By his own admission. Some. Yeah, yeah. Um can distribute some though and you know can cut and shoot the ball playing off ball defensively i do think he's slipped but is still capable there. like he's not going to get attacked i don't know if he's uh maintained as well as maybe someone like butler has i don't think either of them are really like one-on-one stoppers the way they used to be but i think butler has a little more of that defensive shark aspect than pg that's why i have pg below him i always used to have those guys like right next to each other mm-hmm. um so yeah, and I think the biggest reason I dropped PG down is just you know, there's just been more injuries this year. Oh, Maybe I mean the last year. four years, right? Yeah. Well, 21 he didn't get hurt, but yeah, last year was the elbow. Like an elbow isn't something that I think of as really being like that chronic. Like elbow and shoulder, that's not something that I think of as like you know like Jimmy Butler with his knee, for example. I don't think of that as as predictive of future issues. I think this is actually like the first major lower body thing, this knee sprain that mm-hmm. he's had since the broken leg. But he's also, I think he's 33 now. Like he's getting up there a little bit. Yeah. So it's more just kind of what he is that I have him in this range. Like I think what he does is not as easily replaceable as, oh, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, there's other guys. Like there's, you got James Harden, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Trey Young. Mm -hmm. You got, you know, even if you go down a tier, like these guys aren't as good, but they're kind of still similar skill sets like uh, Zach Levine or De'Aaron Fox. Like there, yeah. and I just if you the drop off from like Paul George to the next group of small forwards to me is a lot bigger. 
So yeah, you think there's still a pretty big gap between him and like Jalen Brown? Yeah, maybe Jalen Brown should be hired too. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Just, it's, like, yeah, it, 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 Jalen Brown to me is an interesting player because he plays a, a vital role in one of the league's best teams. But I, I, I find myself sometimes questioning like how good is this guy actually? Yeah, it's it's like they they're really awesome every year, and yet it's like ah, you know, this guy's like barely making the All Star team. Like, you know, I think he's a top twenty five player in the NBA. Uh, it, it, like the analytics have never really cared for him. No, his distribution <laughs> hasn't been that great. But also, like he he's a, a a guy as a number two. Like he can shoot, he can defend his position, he can switch, get out in transition. Like yeah, you don't want to throw him the ball all the time. But like he actually he his usage gets up there like he manages to get up to like a high twenties thirty usage a decent yeah. efficiency and he can play off the ball too like there's it's a lot of value in what he does like there's a like you know I know Al Horford is like pretty good and stuff like they got some like Marcus Smart's pretty good but like Jalen Brown is their second best player like it's not even close yes um so yeah he's someone who I think I probably have more like the twenty range something like that I think that's probably where I go like I I wasn't. I was playing devil's advocate on your George argument. I think I think you're probably right. I think there is a decent sized gap actually uh, be- between him and Jalen Brown. Yeah, I, I mean to me it's more, but like the Paul George that we saw in 2021, you know that is probably a top 10 ish player in the league. It's more just what has the drop off been? Yes, then. yeah, because he, I mean, he took that team to the conference finals and took Phoenix to six without Kawhi. Yeah, John Morant. Yeah, yeah, you know. I would probably have him above Donovan Mitchell in this next group. I mean, maybe Mitchell, what he's done with the Cavs this year, maybe is even a little underrated to have them be a top 10 offense with the limited spacing on this team is pretty damn impressive. And he's been a big part of that. You know, the on off numbers offensively, not been all that kind to him this year. I think like he has, I think an opportunity to move up. Ja to me, just, I feel like he has a little bit more resilient of a game in the postseason because i don't think there are really teams that can stay in front of him i think he showed that the last two postseasons like he was good in the postseason last the in the utah series and again against uh golden state in minnesota last year yeah yeah he he disappointed me a little bit in that minnesota series at times um but obviously came through when it mattered so and the other thing i would say is that donovan mitchell is a shooting guard and so playing a player at his size at shooting guard that's going to start to give you some defensive issues now all right if you have evan mobley and jared allen like then you know yeah that maybe it looks a little bit better but even you know when they had rudy gobert behind him at his peak like th- that caused issues and you you generally are going to want to play mitchell together with another point guard and then you're just going to have a small backcourt and that's something you have to overcome with your team building whereas ja you know i don't i mean i think mitchell has actually taken a step forward defensively this year he's probably a better defender than ja yeah. but ja's a one and so you could just put more size next to him more easily than you could with Mitchell. So, yeah, I would probably have Ja. I mean, Mitchell also, I think, is more durable than Ja. That's another concern. But, yeah, I think I like Ja a little bit better than Mitchell. I think that's where I am, too. I have Ja between Shea and Mitchell. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So we're at, I think this is like 17 now. We, you know, we probably should, yeah. Yeah. We probably should wrap up, but were there are there any players... I mean, I think there's a few that we should probably just talk about and kind of explain why we don't have them necessarily in this group. So anybody that really comes to mind there that you think people will be howling about of like, hey, how is this guy not up this high? Your favorite player. Sabonis? Yes. I, I, I don't have him in my top 20 either, but I think we should explain. Okay. Why not? I, I, I just don't think there's quite enough defensive value there. I think the other... Elite centers are, are maybe a little uh, more potent offensively than than he is, even though he's yeah. a v- very good offensive player. Um, yeah, he's stoppable, though, I think, right? Like, he's compared to, like, a Jokic or Embiid, like, Sabonis is going to score against mismatches and, like, shitty other centers. I don't think he can really, like, create against, you know, even just kind of like... Walker Kessler. Like, he, he had a really hard time against him. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't have enough moves. Like, it's mostly, like, power game getting to the left hand. You know, the passing is great, but I don't think it's, like, you know, I think he needs a lot of stuff around him to really unlock that with, like, all these king shooters. Like, he's not a passer on the level of Jokic. Like, he kind of needs to play more in the DHO game and, like, find guys back door. Whereas Jokic is more, okay, I can catch the ball on the move and make a great play. Like, Jokic has this floating. Like, Jokic is just so much above him as an offensive a player and i would even say i might even say sabonis's defense is worse than Jokic's. Um, yeah. like he doesn't have like the playmaking instincts just a little bit smaller he's more mobile than Jokic, but i don't know how much value that really has and like it's just i don't think he's pushing your offense that high in the playoffs by himself without a ton of other offensive players around him, and then your defense is going to suck so it's just it makes it too difficult to team build i actually even among centers i have bam higher than him mm-hmm. because of just bam i think bam is you know maybe a top in the playoffs like a top three or four defensive player in the league um but yeah i I mean i think you might say well why isn't deer and fox in the same level as some of these other guards and i think you know most of it is just he's never played in a playoff game (laughs) that's part of it and he doesn't have the same size that shea does same defensive value um like i think one thing that is very intriguing about fox to me is this mid-range shot creation that's enabled him to be so good in the clutch i don't know if that's going to continue but he is he's a guy who can get to his own shot in isolation more now than he ever could before so he's someone who could maybe move up this list i i actually think he's the best player in the kings not sabonis um but uh so you know i would have fox kind of more in the 20s uh yeah yeah that's that's where i would put him too let me throw a name out here for you okay tyrese halliburton yes Yes, I, he was good enough this year to be part of this discussion. Like when we're talking about Shea and Ja and Donovan Mitchell, like he was, he was right there this whole season. Now he, he tapped out early. Um, I think people weren't quite ready for the Pacers at the beginning of the year, maybe. Uh, he's still kind of like a really low usage player. Um, 
well, a low usage player from a scoring standpoint. For, like if you look at Seth's total usage stats, like he is the mm-hmm. highest playmaking usage in the league, just about. Yeah. So if you look at his total usage of scoring plus the number of shots that he sets up, he's actually like you know quite high, you know, relative like around the same as like a Morant or something like that. But like his overall role within the offense, I understand what you're saying about as a scorer, though. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he's become such a good shooter. Uh, still, yeah, that's the interesting thing. Like, it, it, you he can play with anybody offensively because of his shooting. Yeah, yeah, and you can plug him into different roles. Like he can he can play the two. Like he can play off the ball. Um, well, on offense. <laughs> <laughs> But he at least like gets some steals. Like he's got a little more size. He's, I think, yeah. you know, yeah. A disruptive defender. Not not necessarily yeah. great on the ball. Yeah. And but and his shooting is just a massive weapon. Like he's so underrated as a shooter, as you alluded to. But not having seen him in the playoffs, I still wonder. Even though he's gotten a lot better at this, his off the dribble shot creation against really good defenses. What's that going to look like? I mean, I presume he could just be attacked by any kind of a big wing very easily. His game is unconventional enough that I really would be fascinating to see what it looks like in the playoffs. But we're it's probably going to take a little bit for us to see that. So you know, I think. I just can't quite go there compared to, say, someone like Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But I would have him down in this next group for sure. You know, in, in the he's definitely in the top 25. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two guys that I think are talented enough to be in the top 20 that I don't think either of us put in the top 20 for other reasons uh, would be Kyrie Irving and Trey Young. Yeah, man, that playoff series last year against Miami for Trey is basically like the worst playoff series that any all NBA player has ever had. <laughs> it was I was there and it was bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've never really seen anything like that. And he basically just quit on the team by the end of, the, of that series. Um, I think, you know, he is playing a little harder defensively now. The other, the biggest concern I have outside of that, of, you know, some of the leadership issues, like I do think he's a top two passer in the league. Like just the number of dunks that he gets guys is just absolutely insane. Yeah. But, and obviously the defensive concerns are always going to be there. I think to some degree, the lack of explosion, the isolation shot creation concerns against a switch defense are going to be there but i'm the, my biggest concern is just that his efficiency has really dropped like the yeah. three-pointer has just not been there for most of his career like if he's the 38 percent three-point shooter that he was two years ago yeah okay sign me up for this guy you know maybe being in the top 20 i had he was maybe my biggest faller like i had it because the as good as their offense was last year like i had him in the same group with like jaw and booker yeah and I think one and Mitchell last yeah, year. Yeah, he had a really and, good year last yeah. year. Yeah, but he. Oh yeah, that, and that was coming off the the conference finals appearance. Yeah, obviously, but that three point percentage now looks like a total outlier. Thirty three yeah. this year, thirty five career, um, and some of those full speed running floaters that he was making, he's, he's had a harder yeah. time finding the range on those too. Yeah, and it, his free throw rate did go down once the league cracked down last year on yeah, the basketball I think, moves. Yeah, he that hurt him more than anybody because at his size, he he needed those tricks. And though you talk about guys kind of relying on bullshit moves in the playoffs, like he was definitely one of them. Yeah, and he made up for it by boosting the three-point percentage, so he kept his efficiency, but then this year the, the three-point percentage went down. Um, I think there are some people who would be upset that like Pascal Siakam isn't in this discussion. Any thoughts there? Yeah. Like I think yeah. we I think we're just getting into the next group now where you're getting into your into your yeah. Randalls and uh Foxes and DeRozans and people like that, Jalen Brown. Um 
So I, I, the, I thought you were going to say people would be upset that we didn't have James Harden. Yeah, that's. I mean, he has had a very underrated regular season this year. I'm not a believer that he can create his shot without a screen anymore against good defense, and and then the, his defensive concerns are still there. I think I'm I'm concerned that his three point shooting this year is an outlier as well, and that and he like another guy who just can't really be trusted to make a two point field goal. <laughs> I, I, I don't love that. Right, right. Would you uh, like? I think actually Joel is making him look amazing this year like the, i think mm-hmm. the you know all of these assists that he's getting a lot of them are okay pocket pass to joel at the nail make a play yeah absolutely which you know he does, he's maybe the best pocket passer in nba history so I, I like i'll give him that credit but um zion williamson i mean obviously you can't put him in here because he's you just don't know if he's ever going to play yeah. um, indulge me though where's the guy that we saw the first half of this season rank uh maybe like in the 12 to 15 range like you still worry about the spacing component and the defense although the defense had moments even but man just i might have him higher i freaking, might have freaking unstoppable when he gets downhill yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah like yeah and again tough tough to know for a, like a weird player like that who has some weaknesses like what it looks like in the playoffs yeah yeah and, maybe, and maybe we'll see who, yeah Oh my God! <laughs> I just um, this is someone that I actually would have. I might even still have in the top twenty-five. Okay. Draymond Green. He's a tough one. Um, so much of his value is at the defensive end. He's he misses a lot of time now. Um, although he's Wait, missed less. He? He's missed no, less he time. He's missed less time. I take that back. He missed a lot of time. Yeah, he, he last had one year. injury last year, but he missed he, less time. Twenty-one. This he was year. durable. This year, he's been very durable. Definitely um, the worst offensive player of anyone we're talking about here. Um, yeah. But defensively, I'll give him some he's credit. Got- he's improved his finishing to where like that makes him a little bit more playable than he offensively than in the past. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think it's just more just the championship equity. Like, I still think he's the best playoff defensive player. Maybe it's Giannis. That would be the other guy that would be in that mix for me. Why do you think Golden State's defense dropped off so much this year? Uh, because Draymond Green can't play 48 minutes. <laughs> I, I mean, like, all the numbers for him are amazing. Like, yeah. like, if you look at his rim protection numbers, like, I think in Seth's rim protection stat, mm-hmm. he's, like, number two in the whole league behind Jerry. He's allowing, like, 50 or, or like, you know, 49% shooting for opponents. It's just crept over 50% right now. Yeah. Like, now he never blocks shots, and he still contests a ton at power forward. He can still switch on to just about anybody. Yeah, he is actually in rim protection points saved over positional average. He is second in the NBA. And in absolute terms, I think he's third. It's, it's, and it's Jer- Jared the, and Brooke, right? Or one and two? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so if you look at the team defensive rating with Draymond on the floor, it's actually like pretty respectable. They're a 109.4 with Draymond Green on the floor this year. <laughs> and they're 116 with him off the floor. The other reason you could say their defense dropped off is they can't play every game at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Draymond, I think he's if, either. I think he is uh, third in the league in defensive EPM. Mm-hmm. Like he he has not been like. I think he should have made the All Star team this year. Honestly, like it, it just because their brand is so fucked, 
and you know punching a teammate in the face. <laughs> that doesn't help either. like yeah. like it, you do kind of wonder like okay if he went somewhere else outside of this like veteran laden team that was contending where like would his antics just like not travel yeah like, would he just completely fall off yeah like i, I think that that's maybe the the biggest argument against him honestly and then and then the same thing with the offense too but i, I would actually say offensively uh they kind of saved their season at least a little bit by putting him on the second unit and like their second unit is actually good now when, and they're separating him from Steph and like that's actually working so that's actually a little bit of a feather in his cap for like his portability mm-hmm. um so yeah I might consider it be especially the, the emphasis I put on the playoffs I might actually still have him like in my top 25 above someone like maybe Siakam even though more teams would rather have Siakam like I just don't think Siakam is going to drive you to being like a high level offense and he's not a great fit guy either offensively yeah yeah where there's one other guy who i think i'm gonna have my top 20 that we haven't mentioned okay uh drew holiday yeah the way he shot the ball the last two years is so intriguing and i had a discussion about him and danny when we did the point guards and i think what ultimately dissuaded me to not have him quite at the same level is i thought he really failed in last year's playoffs as like the number two offensive player and and generally in the playoffs he's even in 21 he had some real struggles offensive so he's really almost more a a guard 2.5 right yeah what'd you say a 2.5 yeah and the way he shoots the ball now like he's such a great fit guy and to have him as your third best offensive player would be amazing but as your second best player on your team like ah, I don't I don't know what that gets you great player you know great trade to get him like he's continued to get better somehow as he's gotten older so I like he he I almost like want to have him higher than I could ultimately just <laughs> because I do respect his game a lot more than some of these just like score and that's it type of guys yeah yeah let's see who else is like someone who even would be in this discussion jaron rosen jaron jackson jr that's an interesting one yeah let's see him stay on the floor for a full playoff game first that's the but biggest especially the way biggest issue but like he's been he, scoring lately yeah. too right yeah yeah now that's been very interesting and the way he shoots the ball i think you know i still would like for him to be able to be like a, you know a close to full-time center but you could also say hey we haven't seen this guy ever play as like with a, a stretch four either who can actually hit shots so like he, he, if he plays quote-unquote the four or, or plays the five it's still next to like brandon clark or something santi aldama <laughs> Yeah, he he is someone who I think could really rise up this list a lot next year. Yeah, like you're you're probably a little skittish putting him in the top 20 today, but you might not be on May 15th. So I'll get to this briefly because I I did this list last year. I know you didn't, but you can feel free to break in and comment on any of these guys. Okay. Rudy Gobert was a guy who was in the top 20 for me last year. Just a bit of a drop off this year. Yeah. Chris Paul, I had at number 15 last year. Okay that i think is you know that he's not really even in the top contention of the top 30 for me at this point in time carl anthony towns i had kind of in like you know the 20 to 25 range that i think he would have to drop off both with his playoff struggles and the injury and then the fact that they yeah the injury and the fact that they felt like they had to go get rudy gobert because he sucks so bad on defense yeah that's it's a red flag in itself yeah. yeah um 
Yeah, Trey was a, a, a guy who dropped off a little bit. Yeah, Kyrie, I still, you know, I would kind of have him in like the 20 to 25. Or like, he actually has been healthy this year, at least. <laughs> yeah, he's just top. Like, uh, I, just, like, I just don't want him on my team. <laughs> like, so that's hard yeah, for me. I, I, yeah, well, LeBron James seems to want, but maybe he's, and uh, Nico Harrison and Mark Cuban seem to want, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that, like, realistically people would be saying. Uh, I think a guy who might pop up a little bit more a guy who i've sort of become more enamored of the more i've thought about him assuming that his shooting this year is real is actually larry markinen yeah more so than like a siakam or a randall well just because you can play him in other systems right and he'd still thrive yeah yeah and he started doing more as an on-ball guy the second half of the season when he was operating almost exclusively as an off-ball guy. Now, like he's almost sort of like a Clay Thompson type offensively, where he still just doesn't pass at all. But you know that combination of like transition dunks, like I think he's like the only person to have a hundred dunks and two hundred threes in the same season. Yeah, and I actually think like some of the rim protection numbers, like there are flashes in that like i'm not going to declare him like some great defender but he can move his feet a little bit like he can protect them like is there a chance that he could like play some five and like really open up your offense like again not a number one but a guy who with the way he's shooting the ball now with his athleticism can really like fit in anywhere yes and i kind of like him better than randall or siak like he's not going to hold the ball uh so like i kind of like him better than those other power forwards because i think he could really be on a high level team that's a good one Anybody that you think of like that was interesting to you or is like kind of like an up and comer to you? I think we I think someone we, that you struggled to rank maybe. I think we pretty much hit on most of the guys. I mean, they're just we're just getting into like I don't want to yeah. say barrel scraping. I mean, there's 500 players in the league. We're talking about uh, the top 20. Oh, no, no, no. There's one guy who I think could be on his way up. Uh Mikhail Bridges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what he's been doing in Brooklyn has been very, very interesting. The way he's getting to the foul line, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Now, now he's another guy who's still like not figured out how to pass, you know, right. <laughs> with that. But good defender, good shooter. Now he's adding volume scoring to that. That's a pretty interesting package. Yeah, and another guy who just fits in absolutely anywhere. Uh, I do have one more guy I want to mention. Okay, Brandon Ingram. I think there are some people who would say, "Hey, like he was unbelievable in." That Phoenix series, I think the series there was a little overrated. They've kind of moved him into more of a point guard role lately. Like he's been fueling this recent surge. Yeah, I mean, I, I just saw him be awesome two nights ago. So like I have total recency bias. Um, you know, is he is he really a 40% three-point shooter? I, like I don't think so but well, if he is he doesn't take us he doesn't take enough of them for it to matter <laughs> that's true too uh yeah I, don't, I yeah i can't quite get there he's he's good um i don't know no i i, I mean i think again he's kind of more maybe in the 25 to 35 type of range yeah because like if he defended the way his physical tools suggested he would rock it up this list for him. but he just doesn't like <laughs> it, like you you have to play a herb jones next to him because he can't guard the guys at his own position really like he's not going to get over a screen he's not going to give you really any help defense at that position either so you can't really play him at the four if you want to do that uh and then yeah i mean it's like i think he if you were willing to play off the ball more maybe on a different team he would maybe if we saw him playing with zion we'd feel differently about him you know he's not like 
and it's just ultimately he's going to get to a mid-ranger and try to knock it down over you and like there's not a lot of guys in nba history who've been able to make a living with like just that like yeah. you, you got to be like kd and kd you know shoots shoots a lot more he's got more size than ingram he's probably still more athletic than ingram is um yeah like if ingram used his physical tools on defense it would be a game changer to me all right we're done here i think we're done all right, that, this is a lot of fun. I'm glad we. T- and you and I, Danny and I, have kind of developed a little bit of group think together. So okay. I'm glad that we had a lot of divergence at the top. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. This was this this was a lot of fun. You you, you changed my mind on Tatum though. I had I had him too high. <laughs> All right, oh, I'm trying to think if you, yeah, maybe you change my mind on Booker a little bit. I don't know. I still kind of like Booker. I mean, and this, but you know, the beauty of this is uh, that we're we'll kind of find out a little bit in these playoffs. I hope at least. Yeah. And you know, like last year, for example, like a big riser from last year. I mean, pretty amazing for a 34 year old like Steph Curry. You know, I think I had him like six or something, and now he was in my my top group and. You know, I, I think, uh, I mean, the biggest guys we're going to find out about are in beating Jokic this year. Absolutely. Like th- those are the guys, right? Yeah. Like those guys have the biggest opportunity to move up. Like those guys could be one and two mm-hmm. next year. Like they are one and two in the regular season. They're going to be one and two on my MVP ballot, almost certainly. Yes. If it existed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Lu- Luca's not going to have much of a chance to approve his fate, it looks like. <laughs> no. Um, no, e- even Tatum, uh, although, like, I guess that's the thing, right? Like, Tatum, I the reason I would have him below Jokic and Embiid is just I'm not sure that there's like a higher ceiling to what we've seen from him so far in the regular season. Where it's like, hey, if Embiid and Jokic can just duplicate what they did in the regular season in Embiid's case, and Jokic if he just out helps them outscore everybody like that, and we just prove that his offense is just that much better than his defense, like that is a way. Like there's just a more plausible scenario for those guys to move up than for me. Yeah. Um, and Kawhi, I would love for him to have the chance to prove that he's totally bad. Back, but you know with pg being injured that may not be the case all right well let's wrap this up and uh i will see you in uh, about 36 hours at the nike hoop summit fun times all right till then across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in texas it's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.